What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. What if kittens beat the clock each Ahoy, me hearties, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and I fears inspire. Excuse me, Petey, don't you mean questions and ideas? Not this week, Mama Gemma. And why are you welcoming us? You're in our house. Well, you see, Zach, we're all imaginary. What? So I'm addressing our listeners in What Is World, where we don't exist. I don't exist. Petey the pumpkin, what did I say when I brought you home from the pumpkin patch? Don't break your don't kids' break brains. Don't break my kids' brains. Mama Jamma, what is existence? Zach, listen to me. You are every bit as real as me in this talking pumpkin that used to be our realtor. Okay, phew. Yeah, but I'm a little curious why Petey's a pumpkin now. Well, ZZ, I bet our first what-if question will answer that for ya. You're indeed, Bubaloo. Patron Tobin S. from Rochester, New York, writes, What if Petey the Pirate turned into a pumpkin? (laughs) He also painted a beautiful pumpkin pirate, just like you. Oh, well, I'm more of a Watto lantern. You know, with the cut-out teeth and a a candle for brains. (laughs) That explains a lot. (laughs) Those braids are usually uh, organic batter. Papa Lou, never make a dad joke at the expense of a water-o-lantern. Oh, why not? Because they can make our fears come to life every Halloween. Or sometimes other days, depending on when you're listening. When who is listening? What are you talking about? Nothing, honey. Now be my good helper and get ready for the school bus. My mom, dad, I don't like the school bus. But why not, Uh, That'll be because of this week's question from Berkeley. Hi. What's your name? My name is Berkeley. What do you like? I like unicorns. What's your question? (laughs) What if whales were actually school buses for fish? Have a great day. Have a great day. A spooktacular question. Now witness, as me pumpkin powers make Berkeley's question and Zach's eye fears come to life. 
What if we your school buses breakfast? <laughs> Hi, friends. Are you looking for a storytime podcast with your littles? Something that has some great storytelling and maybe some conversation about it? Look no further. With Storytime with Philip and Mommy, my little guy Philip and I sit down every single day and read a story together. And we, of course, want you to join us. Grab your copy of the book, sit down, let's read it, and let's talk about it. We'll learn new words, we'll learn new ideas, and then we'll learn how we can use those stories in our lives. It's a lot of fun. Classics like Little Golden Books or Bernstein Bears, all the way up through the newest phenomenons like Bluey. We talk about them and we have a lot of laughs. It's a great time and we hope that you can come and join us. So please look for us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Storytime with Philip and Mommy. Thanks so much. We'll see you there. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. I shouldn't have complained about the bus. I knew what Papaloo was gonna say. Oh, oh, wait, what's happening? You've got a faraway look in your eyes, Zach, but you're not saying anything. Are, are you narrating in your head again? He was always confused when I narrated in my head rather than responding to him. But he'd never give up a chance to lecture me about school buses. You know, Zachy, having a bus that takes you to school is a privilege. And on he went. I should have interrupted. But I was too busy having this inner monologue. Many studies have shown school buses are the safest vehicles on the road. Ah, but Dad, remember the what-if question this school bus is going to eat us? That's my big sister, Zizi. She's always sticking up for me, even when I don't want her to. No butt, Dad, Zizi. <laughs> Kids are up to 70 times as likely to get to school safely when riding the bus. And there's nothing more important to us than your safety. So go get eaten by your school bus, honey. <laughs> and there she was, the school bus, waiting right outside our door. Which isn't a thing buses usually do outside of stories, so don't be late for yours. It's me, Boonicorn, the bus unicorn. Please congratulate. Include your narration by climbing into my mouth. And that's just what I did. Sure, it was weird walking into the stomach of a half-bus, half-unicorn. But that was the least of my worries. Hey, Zach! Sit up front with me! It'll take us longest to be digested that way. It was Scully the Squid. Always the practical one. But I was playing the long game. So I walked right by him with a cool nod. Wow, cool nod, Zach. See you later, assuming you survive. I waded through sparkling rainbow juices toward the rear of the boonicorn. Some kids looked up at me and shook their heads. They knew what I was in for. Uh, Zach, don't you want to sit up front with your friend Scully? We're just going to be making rude jokes back here and sometimes hurting each other's feelings but pretending we're too cool to care. Zizi was at it again, trying to keep me safe. 
and underestimating me at the same time. All the big kids were looking at me now. It was my chance. I'd planned out everything perfectly. I just needed to finally say, Sit down, Zach. You know I have eyes in the back of my, well, caboose. (laughs) (laughs) All the kids laughed. This wasn't part of my plan. They were supposed to be laughing because of me. Not because of me. I slumped into one of the high-backed, closely-spaced, well-padded, energy-absorbing seats the Boonicorn had swallowed. Heh, look at him. He's probably sitting there thinking about bus safety. Yeah, like how the engineering of these seats is one of the main reasons school buses are so safe even without seatbelts. Exactly, when he should be thinking about the looming stress of bullying in this often undersupervised environment. Truly, it's an age-old concern that requires an often unsustainable level of support, training, and communication between schools, communities, and bus drivers themselves. Or self-driving buses in our case. Naturally. It was the wimps. The well-informed mean people. I just had to hope they'd forget about me. Or that the bus would finish eating them before But if my acute emotional intelligence is correct, then he is hoping that we will only talk about him behind his back with an earshot. So instead, we should use our empathy as a weapon and force a confrontation post-haste. It is the code of the wimps. Deeply flawed, but obeyed without question by us, who invented the code. They turned their attention on me, but this time I was ready. I looked them both right in the eye, and I pointed toward the rear of the bus and said, Ha! Boonicorn! More like Poonicorn! I was met by a stunned silence. I am stunned into silence by this unexpected party joke. Perhaps we have unfairly underestimated him. You are right, but by the code of the wimp, we must still persecute him unless he publicly betrays a friend or sibling in favor of our toxic ways. Oh yeah, did he do that? I did, I made fun of the bus driver. It's true, they are often undervalued and expected to do the impossible. Manage our behavior while operating a large vehicle. In this case, operating herself. Naturally. So am I in? Am I cool? Will you stop making fun of me now? Ooh, sorry kid, but you'll always be seven months younger than me. And thirteen months younger than me. And thus, by the code of the wimps, that is it. Oh, Zizi, I should have stopped her, but it felt good to have someone sticking up for me. You two are the real wimps, and I don't mean the acronym. Of course, by acronym, she means how W-I-M-P stands for a well-informed mean person. My brother shouldn't have to be brave to sit back here. He should get to sit wherever he wants without getting pecked on. Wow, no one we respect has ever spoken to us this way. But of course, we did not respect many people. You don't respect me, you're just afraid of me. Ooh, she got us pegged. Now I fear slash respect her even more. And thus, we will find another target for our misguided behavior. No! I shouted. I don't want you to just pick on someone else. Oh, yeah, but without positive reinforcement from multiple sources. We are likely to fall back on these wimpy We're wimps. here. Time for me to finish eating you. The sparkling rainbow juice that had been splashing around the belly of the boonicorn suddenly swelled up like a wave, crashing over the two WIMPs and then rolling toward the rest of us. Ooh, whoa! Why were we not more worried about this eventuality? Truly, we've lived a life of glib detachment. 
It is only now in my final moments that I regret... <laughs> and under they went. The rest of us were racing toward the mouth of the Boonicorn. Uh, sorry, that's not how this works. <laughs> and then we all went under the wave of glittery rainbow juice. Curse Blonkers! And got shot out of the Boonicorn's horn as if it were a magic blowhole, landing us safely in our seats at the observatorium. I am wet and sparkly, but unharmed. Still, we got some comeuppance we will not soon forget. Indeed, fellow wimp, indeed. The end. Well, wait, did they learn their lesson? Are you gonna be okay riding the bus? I'm here telling the tale, aren't I? Hey, yeah, uh, wait, how did that happen? We were just in school and then... Yeah, it's simple, you see. The Jamaloo house here is a framing device for our spooky Halloween stories. Huh? What? Once the story ended, we were instantly transported back to the living room. And now someone else will get a turn to narrate. So, magic? No, no, no. More like lazy editing by Mr. Eric. He ate the pumpkin. Oh, uh, sorry. No, I mean magic, yes. Uh, I mean magic. And now it's someone else's turn to tell a story. Oh, I've got such a great one. I'll call next. Go ahead, ZZ. Aw, shucks. Is it too early for me to call next next? There's no next next, Bubbalo. I'm sorry he's right. I will, however, remind Petey that I'm the one who saved him from the pumpkin patch full of hungry piglets. And next nexties go to Mama Gemma. Yes. No. Well, it's my turn first. And, oh, I'm a little embarrassed to admit, but I'm kind of afraid of the dark. Yarr, I hear ye. Fortunately, Sierra and Weston asked the perfect question to help us out. My name is Sierra, and my name is Weston. And our what-if question is, what if it was always nighttime? Thanks, bye. Thanks, bye. How is that supposed to help me? Who knows? Maybe it won't. But I thought you were some kind of magic water lantern that would- Well, let's find out what if it was always nighttime. I can't believe that useless pumpkin. He doesn't even know what he's doing. Hey, I'm right here. You haven't even left the living room. I'm aware of that. Oh. Zizi, that's harsh. You know, some kids are gonna go trick-or-treating this year. Maybe that'd be a good chance for you to face your fears. Oh, with a bunch of make-believe monsters running around? Don't forget the actual monsters, of which there are many in What If World. No, thank you. I'm not ready. You know I've been brave enough to save Zack from certain doom a half a dozen times. Those dooms were probable at best. So why do I have to be brave again right now? It's not fair. Zizi, I've seen you face your fears more times than I can count. But it's a big, wide, wonderful world out there, and it's also dark about half the time. But instead of listening to my father, I had come up with an idea. Is, is she listening to me or just narrating in her head? I can never tell with kids these days. If I could find the right spell, I could make it daytime all the time. So I turned to my brother's ass. Whoa, 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 Zizi. I've seen that look in your eyes. You've been narrating, and you want to cast some powerful spell when we're only beginning wizards. It wouldn't be safe. You're, you're more likely to make it nighttime all the time if you try to cast a spell like that. Why do you say that, Petey the Pumpkin? Because of the what-if question, of course. Are you saying we don't have agency in our own lives? Of course you don't. Payday. I mean, of course, you do not. 
donut something I call people who have agency in their own lives. Although sometimes it doesn't feel that way. Petey! Sorry! That's a common existential crisis, Mama Gemma. Did someone say magic? No. No, <gasps> not me. Not even close, really, Abacus. Oh, then I've wasted a fortune on these bat ear spells. Professor Grumbler, what impossibly perfect timing. I was just about to call you and ask for your advice on a spell. And I was just making the rounds to tell everyone that it's going to be nighttime forever now. What? Oh, the vampires and the zombies have been on my case for ages. Why the zombies? It seems they look better in certain lights. Um... <laughs> Dim ones, for instance. Sounds like these zombies need a little more self-confidence. Probably, but this was easier. Well, good night. But it's eight in the morning. I can't hear you over it being dark. Bye. That's not how darkness works. I didn't know what to do. Why don't fears ever just wait for you to get everything together and finally have that perfect feeling of... Ding dong! <laughs> it's funny because you don't have a doorbell. <laughs> that had to be Cacula. I don't know why we're getting so many house calls all of a sudden. It's as if this story needed to be shorter than usual. And long story short, I need your children to be stage managers of my one-man show. Cacula, dead and laughing it. <laughs> Like Leslie Nielsen movie. Only funny this time. Take that, 1995. End of title of comedy play. So everyone else in the play quit for some mysterious reason? Crushed under the weight of the Marquis. Admittedly, the title was a bit long. Fortunately, they're undead, so you know. They're just complaining, and now I can only employ the living. So unfair. Mom, Dad, you're not really gonna make us- I'm sure our kids will be happy to help you, Mr. Kula. Delightful. Just have them bring all of their body parts and blood to my creepy castle tonight. <laughs> Mom? But Cacula, it's nighttime right now. Perfect, let's get going. It wasn't really that I was afraid of the dark, you know. I could see darkness and not feel scared. It's just that when I was alone with my thoughts, sometimes I'd start imagining spooky things. And then I couldn't stop imagining those things, and having a nice bright light would let me know those things weren't really there. And here we are. Squeak of the... I turned you children into smoke. And we all drifted here together. You probably do not remember, because your living brains could not process the impossible things happening to you. Is that why my eyebrows leapt off my face and are dancing together? But that is not the thing your eyebrows usually do. I don't remember. Then you're probably fine. Cacula's theater was massive and dark, and some of the seats didn't appear to be seats at all. Ah, yes. Those seats are reserved for people who have turned into seats. They do not like it when you sit on them. I wanted to face my fears, but they just kept growing. Having Zack nearby helped a little. Sometimes when I looked after him, I'd feel less afraid. Zack, I asked him. Wouldn't you feel a little safer if we turned some lights on in here? Zizi, are you doing that thing where you try to take care of me because you need an excuse to be brave? Maybe... 
Good, because this place is freaking me out. A spider just told me I'm an imposter and he's the real Zack from the future. Have you finished cleaning out the cog webs? Just be careful not to touch the cog part or you could create a time doppelganger. Oh, he's my doppelganger, said a strange clockwork spider. Okay, I love monsters, but this place is too weird even for me. So we both agree, I said to Zack. We just need a little time to get this place fixed up and get ready to face our fears. We'll start by strapping a couple of flashlights to some helmets. Then we'll put on reflective vests and hang this whole place with twinkle lights and light all those torches. Doom, doom, doom. A clanging echoed from the castle doors. So I turned to Cacula and asked, Hey Cacula, what time is your show supposed to start? Doors open promptly at sunset, why do you ask? Because it's always night now, so people think your show's about to start. Oh no, I have not done my vocal warm-ups. Woolen vests for veiling wolves are worn in the vast woodlands. When we went walking, we were watching window washers wash windows with warming washing water. Which witch vines white weasel wool well. Well, well. A horde of monsters were clamoring at the doors, and all I had time to do was grab one flashlight. I turned to my little brother, Zack, and handed it to him. Zizi, I wish we had more time to get ready. But sometimes our fears don't wait for us. And sometimes... And sometimes you're never ready. So why not face your fears now, when you have an all-powerful vampire looking out for you, making sure you're safe. All-powerful? You just tell jokes. Exactly, because laughter is one of the most powerful forces in the world. Then you should tell better jokes. (laughs) I'm putting that in the act and taking credit for it. Okay. And so, ready or not, Zack and I shared our one flashlight and brought monster after monster Thank you, young child. to their seats. <sighs> Hissed a zombie when I flashed the light on their face. You know, zombie, I'm just as afraid of the dark as you are of the light. So why don't we get you to your seat together? Wow, brains, 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 brains. My zombie's a little rusty, but brains, brains, brains. <sighs> And I could tell that she understood me. She saw me seeing her. And we felt each other's fear and held each other's hands and walked into the theater together. Zizi, you're supposed to face your fears by helping me, said Zack, wrapped up tightly in a time spider's cog web. Now I will be the one true Zack. (laughs) Well, I'm afraid you're out of time, doppelganger, because our show's about to start. Wait, is someone gonna get me out of here? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Good one, Dracula. <laughs> the end. No, but seriously, someone could please get me out. Well, didn't we learn so many lessons today? How am I back in our living room? I was just trapped by a time doppelganger. What's going on? Okay, you're a little excited. Let's just take a break and we'll tell a couple more stories next week. No, I want answers. Don't worry about it. It's all magic, Zack. You should understand magic. You're one of my students. Yeah, and I have been for five years. Why haven't I gotten any better at magic? I gotta go. Well, Tobin, Berkeley, Sierra, and Weston, I hope you enjoyed your stories. 
and everyone else, I hope you enjoyed the first half of our two-part Halloween special. Remember, you can support What If World by going to patreon.com slash whatifworld. Patrons of What If World get ad-free episodes, a shout-out on the show, but a better chance of getting their question answered. Speaking of which, I, Elise, have a shout-out for Julie H., who is five years old, from Austin, Texas, and her older sister is Kate. And I am here to shout-out Waylon, who likes Star Wars, playing games, and kittens. Waylon is seven years old, from Salt Lake City. Then there's Cole and Arthur, ten-year-old twins from Sydney, Australia. They love listening to What If World when they go to bed. And while they love me, JF Cat, their mom thinks Fred is cute and funny. They have a cat named Cumble and a fish named Electron. Then there is Tegan, who loves the show and wants to thank us for doing such a nice job with it. She also loves wearing her What If World t-shirt. Well, thank you, Tegan. And finally, it is Isaac Amides, here to shout out Robbie. He's a big fan of guilds and goblins, specifically me. Also, I get it, so Zach Amides is imaginary, because he's my guilds and goblins character. But me, Zach, I'm real, right? You're as real as what if, Zach? What if world is created by Eric O'Keefe, with help from Karen O'Keefe. Craig Martinson wrote their theme song. Miss Lynn is their helper. And we'd all like to thank all you kids at home who have ever faced your fears and found they were just a little less fearsome on the other side. Until we meet again, stay spooky. Hey, day. Okay, you keep wondering. (laughs) 